Hello everyone and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby podcast. I am your host Teresa Reese and y'all know how we do it. I know I've been slacking. Y'all give me grace please and thank you. But I am going to read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong-Willed Mind Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. And today's poem is called He's Still With Me. Here we go. Now, you want to be heard, so you squawk like a little bird. No, you roar more like a lion, which has me dying inside from laughter. The sound of you crying woof for pity because of your misery has me actually feeling quite sorry for you. You say that he's with you when he is actually with me. Pity of you to think that I would take your bait so easily, knowing that you would love to trade places with me. Look here, miss, I don't have time for mess. I am a woman with class and you are a woman from his past. And his past has nothing to do with me because presently he's spending his quality time with me. Yeah, maybe a while ago, the two of you had something, but that was all before me. So your stories mean nothing. And just because I don't speak, on those vulgar things that you claim are still happening between the two of you. That doesn't mean that you've gotten away with anything. Peace, be still, hush up and wait for your own man to come your way. He may have had a peace, but I am still his wife, so please. So I hope that y'all have had the most amazing evening, afternoon, morning, whenever it is that you hear this episode. So this is dedicated to all of you lovely brides out there that are still dealing with your hubby's past. Excuse me. So in this journey that I call life, I have come to notice that There will be times when being in a relationship, you may be confronted with someone from your spouse's past. It may be via social media. It may be face to face. It may be via text. It might even be a phone call, honey. It just depends on how it is going down in your world. One thing, though, that I have really come to learn about myself is that the old version of self used to internalize all of those jabs. And the new version of self, I just don't have time for it. So when I read that poem, I was like, wow, Lord, then, now, and all in between. I remember when I wrote that poem and I remember dating a young man and you know, I'll be the first to say, be careful when you start treating your 
boyfriend like he's your husband. I'm just saying. Because that actual poem was generated. And truth be told, I was not his wife. And he was not my husband. But we were operating like we were husband and wife. That may be a story for another another episode. Because it's a lot of people that play house. <clears throat> so I'm just going to park that for now. But when I wrote that poem, I was working on how not to entertain every single fox that tried to spoil my vine, my relationship. And so I went to my journal and I expressed myself through poetry. And that's how that poem was birthed. I remember being on social media and him making the public announcement that he and I were officially a couple. And some of the same women that did not want to give him the time of day back then, all of a sudden started inboxing me, telling me, girl, he was just at my house last night, not knowing that he was actually at my house the whole time. So I understood what they were trying to do. And sometimes that does happen. Sometimes it happens where, <clears throat> excuse me, where a woman, it could be a man too, can be in a relationship and take that person for granted. And then the moment that that person finds happiness elsewhere, all of a sudden they're desired by their ex. All of a sudden the ex wants to try to see if they can work things out. All of a sudden, the ex is in their DMs. All of a sudden, the ex is texting them right and left, sending photos, whatever. And so I literally had come into that knowledge because of past relationships previously before that particular relationship. And so I kind of knew the mindset of those women. And I knew that they were regretting deciding to kick him to the curb because while he and I were dating the best parts of him were coming to the forefront and it was making them feel some type of way and it was making them feel jealous and a lot of them were like girl I had him once I can have him again there's a lot of guys that feel like that too I've been in situations where I'll start to date someone and my exes will come out of the woodworks like roaches. And all of a sudden, it's like they're wanting to try to see me, try to spend time with me, trying to do X, Y, and Z. And I'm just like, you didn't appreciate me, boo-boo, when you had me. Now, all of a sudden, you got this itch or this feeling or this, I don't know, where you feel as if, huh, somebody must be taking her attention because she ain't studying me no more. And I just think that that's sad. That's like the best way for me to put it. That's why I truly believe that it's important to value the people that you're with when you are with them. 
not to be so quick to point out all the negative about that individual and to focus on the negative. Now take notes. Don't be, I mean, don't be naive. Make sure you take notes. If you're in a relationship that has the potential to blossom, that has the potential to grow and to turn into something absolutely beautiful, if it's not already, make sure that you're taking notes. Make sure that you're counting up the costs, that you're paying very close attention how it is that the person that you're involved with deals with their exes, talks about their exes, <clears throat> focuses on the past. Make sure that you pay close attention to that because that could potentially, if you are dealing with someone that every time you look up, they are bringing your their exes into a current situation, that could potentially be a problem if it's not already. And so make sure that you're taking notes. Make sure that you are constantly putting your needs, desires, communicating what it is that you require in your relationship. If that shifts, make sure that you tell them. Too many times we make the assumption that somebody knows us so well that they'll be able to readjust when we adjust. And that's not always the case. And so, or readjust when we readjust, either way. And so just make sure that you're keeping the lines of communication open. But when it comes to the exes, the reason why I personally personally believe that this is um, an important road to travel, even if it is but for a moment. When you are entering into a brand new relationship, it is good to communicate where your exes lie in your relationships or, you know, in your current relationship. I know one young lady that um, she and I, we converse quite often. And we just talk about, you know, relationships in general. And she brought to my attention that initially when she started to speak to this young man, he had given her the impression that he and his ex were no longer in communication with one another and that she had gone her way and he had gone his way, but he didn't elaborate. So fast forward, they're having a conversation. He forgets that he's only given her part of the truth. And so as he continues to converse with her, he conveys to her that, oh, I'm going to go and I'm going to go over to the ex's mother's house to do X, Y, and Z. So she was like, so that automatically raised a question mark in her mind. Like, okay, so if you're still dealing with the mother, does that mean that you're still communicating with the ex? Even though you've stated to me on several occasions that that's not the case. And so a lot of times we have some type of underlining fear, underlying fear, where we don't want to address those questions. But it's crucial. How are you going to know if you don't ask? That's my question. How will you really know? Because if you lean on your own understanding, you can create a whole sense of a reality that is non-existent. And it could wreak havoc on your relationship. So to me, the best rule of thumb is to ask questions. Now, be mindful. Be mindful of how you bring certain subjects up because it can be tender for both you 
and for your spouse when you start to speak on things and subjects, including exes. So be mindful. Make sure that you're both in a good place. Make sure that he's not on the defense. Make sure that you're not on the defense when you bring certain questions up so that y'all can have a healthy dialogue. I need to say this too. It is okay to agree to disagree. See, a lot of times when we get into these relationships and we're trying to do the work while we're in the midst of being in a relationship, we have a tendency to only expect everything to come up roses. And that is a false expectation. There are going to be good days and there are going to be bad days, even in healthy relationships. There are going to be times that you agree. There are going to be times that you disagree, even in healthy relationships. It does not mean that the relationship is unhealthy because you're not always seeing eye to eye. As a matter of fact, having a difference of opinion nine times out of 10 is most likely why the two of you connected to begin with. Because you honored and respected and adored the difference of opinion. So when you are taking the time out to have a dialogue with your significant other, with your spouse, Try to be mindful of how it is that you approach the situation, especially when it comes to the exes. And if the dialogue that your new person is having with the ex gives you pause, find a way to articulate why you believe it is giving you pause. Because fear has a way of creeping up unaware Insecurities have a way of manifesting without giving you a heads up. And so, and then there's triggers. Sometimes you may have had an experience in a previous relationship to where when you get in this new relationship, that old dialogue has never been replaced. So you may respond to the new like you did to the old and they're two different scenarios, although they may include the same subject. So being mindful and being in the moment instead of trying to force what doesn't fit, instead of trying to force your opinion down somebody's throat, instead of trying to make someone see things your way, understand that even if you have a healthy dialogue with your ex, that may be a hard pill for your new boo to receive. And it may take time for you to explain or it may take time for you to like show this person that that old person is not a threat. So I have an ex-husband. I have baby daddies. So when it comes to me entering into any new relationship, my life is already an open book. So whoever it is that I am opting to spend time with, I try my best to create such a dialogue with that person for them not to feel insecure about my ex-husband because he ain't got nothing to worry about or my baby daddies because he ain't got nothing to worry about. I remain cordial with all of them 
but I don't desire reconciliation with any of them. And so when you're able to convey that to your spouse, when you're able to convey that to the person that you're dating and you're able to do that as many times as they need for them to be reassured that you're not going to go backwards, that you're in the now. I just believe that it makes for a healthy dialogue and a healthy relationship. Some of you may beg to differ and it's okay. We're all entitled to our opinions, but that's my take on it. So when I wrote that, I was in a place of the nerve of these chicks. You, they didn't want you when they had you, but now that they see that you're happy, they want you back. That happens in real life, for real, for real. It didn't just happen once. It's actually happened a, a few times, if I'm completely honest with you. Where as soon as, and, and it's been on both parts. It hadn't just been on the man's part. It's been on my part too, where all of a sudden, it's like they almost have this sense, like this sixth sense or something, where it's like, oh, and all of a sudden they're reaching out to you. Hey girl, hey, no, 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 no. Mm -mm. I'm not trying to revisit that. I closed that chapter X amount of months ago, X amount of years ago. I'm good. It's not like they're, and then that's the thing. I remember I was having a conversation with my aunt one time and she was saying how it is, it's like an audacity that exes tend to have. Where they feel as if the door is still open. They feel as though they still have access to you. Well, part of that can be you. If you haven't made the statement known or if you haven't created the boundary to let them know that that door is no longer, you don't have access to that door any longer. We're not together. So I'll give you a prime example. There was, and, and this happened recently, recently. So there was an ex. I have not heard from this ex in over a year. All of a sudden, he starts, I guess he was scrolling through social media, recognized that there's a few things that I've done that, you know, that I'm accomplishing. And he tried to shoot a shot. And the more he conversed, like, the, like I mean, I answered the phone because I wasn't, I don't have nothing to hide. Like, I'm literally just, okay, hey, how you doing? But I listened to his conversation and I'm thinking, <laughs> no, you don't need to know where I live at. No, you can't stop by. No, I don't want to see you. No, sir. So then he laughed off the first, no, like the first conversation of no's, then tried a few days later. And what I noticed about that is like, <laughs> all I could think I'm not calling the man the devil, but I just, I know how these things can, they can go. And all I kept thinking is like, okay, so the first time you tried it, it didn't work. So now look what you're trying to do. It's not going to work, bro, man. So instead of me the second time entertaining a conversation with him, I didn't want to mislead him. I didn't want to lead him on. I didn't want him to believe that there was a possibility that we could ever reconnect in any way form or fashion like that so what i did was just stopped taking the text messages the phone calls i just stopped cold turkey 
I don't even want to give you the impression that you have an option of coming back around these parts. No, sir. Not today. Not tomorrow. Not ever. It's over. Period. But a lot of times when we're dealing with the exes, because maybe we are friendly, maybe we're trying to keep the door open just a little bit in case things don't work out with the current situation. Maybe we like the attention. Whatever your reason. What I have recognized, what I recognized back then, what I recognize now um, what I recognize is that it is the small foxes that spoil the vine. That if we're not careful, if I would have entertained what those young ladies were saying, I would not have had a wonderful experience with that guy. If I would have taken everything that they were saying concerning him literally, I would not have had a wonderful experience with that guy. But by the grace of God, I used wisdom. And instead of lashing back at their darts that were being thrown at me, trying to get me off kilter and off focus about the good thing that I had in front of me during that season, I opted to write a poem, let it out. I opted to have a conversation with him. And then he went on the social media site and pretty much said to all of them, I'm going to need you to leave this one, talking about his girl, alone. Period. He shut it down. I had no more, no more issues after that. So I got it off my chest by writing it. Then I conveyed to him my frustrations and my concerns. And then the next act was him shutting it all the way down. That's not to say that that's going to happen every single time that I face something like that. But if you are a person that is in a relationship, it is very important that you pay attention to how does the person that you're dealing with address your concerns? Do they try to cover you or do they try to make excuses of why they're not covering you? Do they try to see things from your perspective, even if they don't agree? And even if they don't agree, do they give you an opportunity to not only listen to you wholeheartedly, but then express to you, this is why I don't agree. Let me give you an example. I'm going to play both parts. So here's the concerned person. Hey, honey, I noticed that when I'm coming home, you tend to be on the phone with the ex. I mean, are you considering getting back with her? No, no, babe, no. We just got some unfinished business we got to take care of. She's moved on. I've moved on. But we still got this last bit of information that we got to take care of. This last bit of detail that we've got to take care of. Once that's done, I really don't have a reason to converse with her anymore. I'll block her number if I have to, just so that you can be at ease. Okay, well, so when do you think that all of that's going to be done? Like, do I need to give you 30 days? Do I need to give you 60 days? Can you give me a time frame? I mean, because I really, I don't want to feel uncomfortable every time I come over here and I hear y'all on the phone. And I don't want to feel like 
I'm trying to control the narrative of y'all's relationship. But at the same time, we're trying to nourish what we have here. And I just don't want that to come, become an issue. No, babe, it should be like a week or two, two weeks at the max. I'll even show you that I've deleted her phone number. I'll even have a conversation with you. And she's present. Explaining to her now that this business is done, you know, we ain't we don't really have a reason. We have no kids together. We have no reason to continue to converse. If this person or it could go the opposite. Let me tell you something. That's my ex and I'm always have love for her. So I don't really care what you feel whenever you are coming in. You don't need to be ear hustling to begin with. You're ear hustling for all the wrong reasons. Ain't nothing going on with her. All I'm trying to do is make sure I cover X, Y, and Z. It's all in how the person addresses the issue. Pay close attention, ladies. Pay close attention, men. I've learned that anytime that someone is on the defense defense and you're just trying to convey how you truly feel, something is being hidden somewhere. If you don't have godly wisdom, pray for it. Ask God to reveal to you what is being hidden. If you are overreacting, ask God to show you why is this a trigger for you? What can you do to rectify this? Because you're not trying to control another human being. Whatever your issues are, surrender them, confess them. If you feel as if you can't have that dialogue with your spouse, reach out to a really dear friend. Unpack that thing. Find out where all of this is coming from. Place the enemy under your feet. Deal with it. If it's on your end, do the work. If it's on your spouse's end, confront that problem. And then work together to find a solution where both of you can have a peace of mind. This is going to conclude my episode on today. I do hope that y'all have the most amazing evening, morning, afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. But please do me a huge favor and take care of yourselves because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye.